Mindful Medicina is all about the hunt for higher education when it comes to purpose, passion, and play. So today, we're looking upwards to the stars, planets, heavenly bodies, acting as energetic conductors of these experiences. Whether it's a tickle of fascination or a full-blown obsession, astrology is on most folks' radars these days as an ancient art with modern relevance. Birth charts are a wonderland of data illuminating vast dynamics of our life and soul journey. Your sun sign is just the tip of the iceberg. Join Tali Edu of the Astro Twins for this edutaining cosmic tour of the horoscope where we discuss how to locate nuanced aspects of personal compatibility, dharma, evolutionary challenges, health, vocation, self-expression, global patterns, and upcoming planetary shifts. Tali is a professional astrologer who reaches millions worldwide as the official astrologer for Elle Magazine and the matchmakers of Amazon Prime Video's Cosmic Love. They bring the stars down to the earth with their empowering approach to horoscopes. She and her sister also are best-selling authors. They've written a collection of books including Love Zodiac and Momstrology, which is their number one Amazon best-selling parenting guide. With a mission to empower astrology lovers to create lives of passion and purpose as they use the stars as their guide, we align with them on this journey to understanding passion and purpose in this episode. We hope you love it as much as we did. Welcome to the Mindful Medicina Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeanette Daniels. I'm a naturopathic medical doctor on a mission to inspire a renewed confidence in the intelligence of the human body. And joining the conversation today is my friend and colleague, Janelle Hartman, lymphatic and colon hydrotherapist, esteemed yoga teacher of teachers, and the co-producer of this show. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome. We're excited today to have Tali Idut of the Astro Twins. And astrology is something that we have recognized to be such a healing factor of insight and uh, of, of wisdom so that we can actually start to tune into ourselves and understand our passion, purpose, and play, and more. And so we'd like to welcome you, Tali. Hi. So happy to be here. We're super excited. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah. We've been talking for like an hour already. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we're, yeah, we want to just kind of launch right into, we want to hear all about you and why, how you got into astrology. Um, what brought you on this path, Tali? Um, it was a total accident, actually, but I was in art school at the University of Michigan. And at the time, I had just kind of had a weird experience of winning a contest at uh, Sassy Magazine. All the Gen Xers out there will know about it. It was kind <laughs> of this punk rock teen magazine. And um, 
you know, embarrassingly, I entered the contest because I had a crush on someone who lived in New Jersey. And I thought, instead of buying a plane ticket, I'll just enter a contest for a magazine and replace a staff member and get a free trip to New York. And then I'll see Paul. But, you know, I didn't think I was going to win. And I did. And I didn't care about Paul, but it changed, changed my life. So I got into publishing and uh, started a multicultural women's magazine when I got back to University of Michigan. And astrology became the unifying language among everyone. Uh, someone brought in a book about moon signs, and it was like all we could talk about. So it became our new version of identity politics. And... Uh, <laughs> And have not stopped since. Somebody who worked on the magazine with us gave us our first, my twin sister and I, our first astrology gig at Teen People, which was a real departure from doing women's media, but it was like too good of a job to pass up. And after a while, astrology and women's media found their way together again, and it's been going that way ever since. <laughs> and you've had this pretty well-known project that people might know you by, the Cosmic Love on Amazon Prime. I mean, mm-hmm. goodness gracious, tell us about this. Yeah, um, you know, because I've worked, I work with my uh, identical twin sister, people come to us, you guys should have a TV show, like once every couple years. And we're like, okay, sure. And then you go and you meet all the executives and they don't understand astrology and it never goes anywhere. But during the pandemic, astrology had a boom because we're all looking for answers outside of ourselves. Outside, and um, Amazon decided to do the show and, you know, it, it went through all these iterations. Um, unfortunately, they decided that the advice should come from a talking crystal ball and not two actual astrologers. Mm-hmm. Yes, the chamber with the, the astro chamber, which was really, <laughs> I know, you know, very, very, uh, you know, not that was out of our hands. But we did do all the matchmaking and came up with the whole concept and spent six weeks on a, a lot in Malibu watching this all unfold. So it was kind of wild. The cosmic compound. The cosmic compound, <laughs> yes. Named it that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see why compatibility is something that it would be a great idea for a show because everybody's interested in romance and like, I mean, it's just, you know, connecting to another person and like there's such a rage with online dating and all this stuff and compatibility. Oh my and, God, we're and, obsessed. Oh, obsessed. And compatibility, astro- astrologically itself, There, I feel like there's a lot of dogma. Do you want to talk about that? Oh my God, yeah. I mean, you know, the whole idea that any, you know, that was one of the fun things about cosmic love. Like we, I've I've learned from observing, doing readings for hundreds of people, more than that, even at this point, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, these signs that are supposedly incompatible are usually the ones that make the most interesting relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, on cosmic love, you know, the just, you know, we picked people, we were, we matched, there were four Elements. There was a fire sign, earth sign, air sign, and water sign. And they each had four matches in this giant house because they always have to put everyone in a house, you know, together. Mm-hmm. And um, we picked out the unexpected matches. And of course, they're the ones that got together. I think, mm-hmm. you know, the whole idea that if you're a fire sign, you're going to get along best with another fire sign or a 
air sign. Mm-hmm. Sure, you will probably. It'll be easier. And then you may get bored after a while. Yeah. So, I so love the similarity square. is not as, as, as interesting as actually something where you're mixing different elements together and be discovering some new things and Absolutely. Ba- maybe balancing some things in somebody's Yeah, I think it's... Um, it's it's more interesting to find somebody who, you know, creates a, a different, brings out another dimension from you, who draws that out by kind of being like that, you know, coming up against those rougher edges. Mm-hmm. One of the things I loved about Cosmic Love too, even if the Astro Chamber was a little cheesy, I will admit, <laughs> um, them talking to the giant sphere, like, yeah. today I'm talking about you, Mercury. Um, and I, I it was just like delving into other planets and other aspects of the chart that create compatibility. Could you talk about maybe some of the different aspects that you would explore for compatibility? Absolutely. Um, and that was, you know, most people know their sun sign. I'm a Virgo. I'm a Sagittarius, you know. But really the reason why all sun signs are not created equals because um, you have an entire birth chart. Want to look at where where the moon was, Mercury, Mars, Venus. Every single planet was connected to a different one of the zodiac signs in the sky when you were born. So really, only only someone born at the same minute in the, um, in the same time zone as you will share your chart. Me and my twin are four minutes apart. We have a slightly different chart. So. Um, I like to look at moon sign compatibility. People of opposite moon signs often have a real like connection. Um, that's where when the moon signs are in a nice what's called a trine because they're the same element. Fight when you both have water moons. That that there is a nice connection when there's that similarity there, um, or or fire moons or, or earth moons, um, Venus and Mars, all the inner planets, the personal planets, um, Mercury, Venus, Mars, obviously the Sun and Moon are uh, the ones that that really uh, we look to for just how you're going to get along on that more mm-hmm. relational level. Mm-hmm. And so Moon in particular, just specifically. Um, well, what I understand is like it's a way that you kind of respond to the world. Yeah, yeah you want to go a little deeper into that. It's it's the part of you that um, only the people who know you for more than a month will see. <laughs> <laughs> we right. tend to hide our moon signs, you know. It's like it's that right. raw emotion, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's not always yeah. easy. Depending, you know, we keep it on a leash a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> I have a Scorpio moon, so you know, I have good reason for hiding mine. You know, <laughs> I know I have an Aries moon, so oh. like, yeah, you can't hide yeah, it though. Yeah, you no, can't really no, hide no, it. No, 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 it's too immediate. Yeah, what's your moon? Uh, Leo Moon. Yes, and I Leo. love her Leo Moon. Well, that's, moon. you know, actually people see the, the Leo Moon more at work and I get in trouble for it. So I have to tone <laughs> it down and be Virgo at Your work. Your exuberance comes out. I, get, I do. I get a little bit too much fire when I'm at work and so they need to put me on a leash. So. Yeah. It's so warm and passionate though. So yeah. sweet. I love yeah. it. I moons. bask in your funny moon. Oh yeah, Leo <laughs> moons are so so kind. Yes, no. I love a Leo moon. Love, yeah. Don't talk about well, my Scorpio you. moon. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, we're actually Scorpio moons. Like you know, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. RuPaul, Lady mm-hmm. Gaga, Beyonce, all of Scorpio moons. Mm-hmm. So I take heart yes. in that. You know. 
And I think I've shared with you, I collect Scorpio moons somehow. Oh, right. They're always my music people. So oh. I have like a Scorpio moon. People are like my, my music partners. I have music projects with them. They're always obsessed with music some oh, way. Yes, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Karaoke for me, but you know. I'll, Heck yeah. I used to have better taste in music, but it's gone down over the years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, then, and then one of the, the episodes that was really sweet, focusing on Mercury and the communication, and then, um, you know, Venus and Mars, of course, are very, very big with, you know, the, the flavor of, of how you are in a relationship. Um, Mercury communication. Yeah. Want to give us a little Oh, yeah. That? That's what I loved about Cosmic Love was uh, we wrote the scripts that way that we really got to get into their, their you know, more fullness of people's charts. So mm-hmm. Mercury, you know being the closest planet to the sun. It's the messenger. It carries the energy. So the Mm -hmm. sun in your chart is the essence of who you are. Mm -hmm. And your Mercury sign... Um, you know, brings your your light forward. How are mm-hmm. and Mercury can only be one sign away from your sun sign. So um, you know, a, a lot of people have their sun and Mercury in the same sign, but a lot of people have it in this awkward dance of being one sign apart. Yeah. So when you find someone, I have that, and so sometimes I'm like. I'll trip over my words why writing makes it easy. Writing can be easier for me because I have a little time to think sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I love to talk too, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then the Venus is really, is it, it, from what I understand, is like really how you are, like what you like from a relationship, like how you are. How you want to be seduced, how you want to be, yeah, it's the date planning tool. Mm -hmm. And I call Mars the planetary pelvic thrust. It's like, (laughs) you know, Venus is yeah. do me, and Mars mm-hmm. is like, let me do you. I know. <laughs> but then Mars is also like how you fight. Yeah. Your fighting style. You're feisty. It's like hate sex, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makeup sex. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And then the seventh house. Yeah. Yeah. The seventh house is the relationship zone, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you know your time of birth, you can know your rising sign, mm-hmm. which is... Um, where the the sign that was on the the nine o'clock, the eastern horizon at your the nine o'clock on the chart wheel, but the eastern horizon, and then directly opposite that is your descendant. So it's kind of like your relationship rising mm-hmm. sign. So that's a great place to look. Mm-hmm. The sign that's on the cusp, the beginning edge, mm-hmm. or uh, three o'clock. If you look at the birth chart wheel, mm-hmm. um, we'll tell a, you a lot about. What do you need from a relationship, too? Mm-hmm. Now, this is an interesting thing that just really hit me about the first house and seventh house relationship as far as that is concerned, is that there's this thing about how you're, you may be your rising sign, but then the opposite sign in the seventh house, because it's right across the street, mm-hmm. is kind of secretly how you see yourself. And so you're looking for that similarity in somebody else. And it's really funny, because when I thought about that, I'm like, oh, shit, that's so true. Yeah. What's your rising sign again? Aquarius. Oh, Aquari- oh so you love so a Leo. Like, that, like super assured of who you are and just like really, yeah. like. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. it's so true. I'm a Capricorn <laughs> rising, and I just like, you know, it's like... Just just be a house husband or something, yeah. you know? It's like, I'm like, the domestic bliss is everything yeah. for me, you know? Totally. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I can get a little embarrassingly housewifey, and I don't want my inner feminist rebels, but I do like to cook <laughs> yes. and clean and all that shit. So, There's yeah. a lot of power in that, though, too. Yeah. It's really strong, too. I like that. I like I like the trad, like trad wife stuff. It's kind of like there's something inside of me. I'm sure it's in my chart somewhere where I'm like, oh yeah, I know that inner trad wife. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so bad. 
bad. I know. No, no, resist. Yeah. More and more, I'm like, okay, let's just go. Let's do it. <laughs> well, that's that Leo descendant. Leo oh. is kind of Martha Stewarty and oh, everything. For sure. Yeah. So, oh, man, that's oh, tablescaping, getting, hot getting, roasts, all of the above. Oh, yeah. Shit, getting called out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little House on the Prairie. Uh, little rerun. rerun. Yeah. yeah, that was in our little bios thing. We both wanted to be in Little House on the Prairie. Oh, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> Which one, who did you relate to most? Yeah. Well, yeah Laura want, or a Mary? I just wanted to be one of their kids. So, yeah, uh, either one. Yeah. I just, I wanted Pa to be my yeah. Pa. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. his twinkling blue eyes. And we decided yeah. that when Pa, yeah. when we decided, when we came up, we showed up and Pa saw our guns, he was like, we're building a barn today. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, right on. I know you do have the guns. <laughs> yeah. I know. So, you know, I read all the books and then the TV show came on and I was like, that's not what Ma looks like. That's no, not. They really. shattered your internal they vision. Did. They did. Yeah. That was not Caroline Ingalls in my in my uh, mind. Yeah, yeah. I never watched the whole show. I I think I read the whole book series a couple of times through under my bed with a flashlight because I wasn't allowed to stay up that late. But <laughs> totally. like, yeah. So I I'm with you. And of course, I hated Nellie Olson. I was oh, like, Nellie, yeah. you bitch. Yeah, she, was yeah, she so really was. <laughs> my God, they they did a good job picking her to play that role. Oh, oh that was a good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was. She was a villain. She was uh, <laughs> on the banks of Plum Creek. Was my favorite. Where they had to leave because of the locusts right, eating everything. Locusts. Yeah. Oh man. You know. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, we need to have an episode just on the Forget astrology. I <laughs> Although I think Laura Ingalls Wilder was an Aquarius. I agree with you. I think that's yeah. actually really it is. good. Yeah. I yes. looked it up, and she. I believe really. she is. We'll confirm. I, okay, because yeah. that makes so much sense. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, so mindful medicine is all about purpose, passion, and play. And we wanted to talk about because we actually we think we want to talk about this because it's such a healing element for people. Like when when you can actually get into those layers of, of yourself in that way, then a lot of the physical aspects are to sort themselves out or at least become more accessible and, and mutable. Mm-hmm. So let's, we'd love to just like hear your insights on where that lives in our chart, where health lives, purpose, passion, play, what you got for us? You know, I think, you know, it's that the Japanese concept of ikigai, right? Where if you have a purpose, you know, a life purpose, you you live longer, you know? Mm -hmm. And so... I think focusing on that is is a great place to start, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and stretch. So there's nothing more telling than the north and south nodes of mm-hmm. the moon. The lunar nodes are mm-hmm. like I, I feel like you could just look at those and ignore the rest of the chart and have so much data to mm-hmm. keep yourself going. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. um, what the lunar nodes are, they're not actually planets, but they're points in the sky. That are connected to where the eclipses were happening closest to your time of birth. Mm-hmm. So they're always in opposite signs. And the south node is what you bring into this lifetime as sort of your comfort zone. It can also become a real crutch too. Mm-hmm. And then the north node is this new language that you're supposed to stretch towards and learn. Mm-hmm. And it's often where I think where we find our our best health and vitality. It's that challenge, that pull towards your your actual true north that you wouldn't see unless you like make yourself uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That discomfort, you know, kind of like 
cold plunging in <clears throat> Seattle. Yeah, totally. In the yeah. fall, like I did this morning. You yeah. did? Oh, my it's, God. And I was thinking just that. I was thinking, this is so uncomfortable. And and just like how healthy it is for me. Mm-hmm. The, the irony that sometimes health, getting it can be challenging and uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The cosmic cold plunge is the, the north co- node. Cold <laughs> plunge. <laughs> it really <I> is. <laughs> there it is. Wow. You know? Bing, bing, bing. Yep. <sighs> now, there are two points. Um, they're halfway points. They're called the bends, that, which also sounds like, you know, oh, oh, which like happens when you, when you go too deep, when you're you scuba up, diving, right? Yeah. And you come up like, oh. But um, I find that those are, are helpful points to know um, when you're trying to navigate from your south node to your north node because they really are like these these land, you know, sort of bridges that you can lean into for it. So mm. I'm a cancer south known sort. So are you, Dr. D. So yeah. Okay. Um, yep. Because uh, we're born the same year, so I know okay. that. <laughs> Please talk about this more because I yeah. have, that, that's my big sticking point. I, that's my big work right now is with my south and north node. And Yeah, what's your I, south node in? It's in Aries. It's in um, it's actually in, yeah, it's in Aries and I'm going towards Libra and I'm in Aries in this life. And so, and I have a lot of planets in Aries. So I'm just oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm like, tell me about the bed. Yeah, we all have card, <laughs> we all have cardinal nodes. So I kind of look at them as node groups. The cardinal signs are Aries, Libra, Cancer, and Capricorn. And those are the leader signs, the trailblazer mm-hmm. signs, the um, the ones that like to really take the initiative and throw themselves out there and learn things. You know, we don't mind getting bumped up a bit. And then there are the fixed signs, um, which are a Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. And people who have those nodes tend to want to learn things in a more measured way. They mm-hmm. they don't like the extremes mm-hmm. that much. They want to study and learn and do things. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're obsessed with doing things the right way. And they're very, you know, I find that people with those paths are often in academia or corporate jobs. Or they thrive in institutions where there are rules that they can make and follow mm-hmm. or write about, you know. And then the... Um, the mutable set is the third one. So that's Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. And they're very much about like collecting information, buzzing. They're the, they're the ones who, they're the, the explorers, the variety seekers. Yeah. And their path is kind of not necessarily, they're kind of, they can be jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. So we're all cardinal nodes. So we're here to be experts on things, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but not in that like, not in the rigid way. It's more of like um, more of innovators. Mm-hmm. So yes. yeah, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you know, for you, Janelle, as an Aries South node, you know, you have been very independent in past lives. Very much, it's like a warrior energy that you bring in. Very much, um, you know, self sufficient. And your lessons, your new language is Libra, the opposite sign, which is relationships you know Aries south node it's it's not it's also particularly hard still to be a woman with an Aries south node yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you know that that independence is maybe even just now starting to be celebrated and accepted more for women yeah like yeah. this year even you know <laughs> and yet it, I, I mentioned that whole trap I mean I'm really there's some deep I'm really craving 
and looking back on my life and being like, wow, like I really wish I would have been cultivating that opposite sooner than mm-hmm. I have. You well, know? you said, you know, playing off the whole, uh, I heard trad wife slipping out, but yeah. you know, your your um, bends, your midpoints yeah. are Cancer and Capricorn. Um, and those are the mother and father, yeah. sort of very traditional gender role yeah. signs, yeah. you know, and yeah. so homemaking, but also, you know, like yeah. caring on these family, you know, very much. So creating that, yeah. that domestic environment and bliss. And there's this <laughs> thing in me that like feels that that is a hundred, like to me that feels a hundred percent empowering because there's no part of me that's like enslaved or submissive. Like I feel like I could be in those roles in a way that's completely vibrant and yeah. completely individuated. And I think that's the beauty of harmonizing polarities. Oh, for sure. Which I feel like is this whole thing in astrology that sometimes gets shied away from, mm-hmm. right? Is like things have to be similar or things have to be, you know. But well, that's exactly. the beauty of the of the North and South Node. It's the beauty of the full moons. Totally. You were saying that earlier before yeah. we went on air. Yeah, yeah, I love a full moon. The full moon, you know, for everyone listening, is always going to happen in the opposite sign as the sun. So when it's Aries season, the full moon will be in Libra, the opposite sign. When it's Libra season, the full moon is in Aries. It's opposite. So, you know, they are those shining moments to stretch and encompass both and, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's great because to me that goes in direct challenge to the mind, which is so in relativity relativity and duality. Mm-hmm. And really the consciousness is the one that can hold both and can reconcile those differences. And really it's showing that like, like both of these things can really come together and create this fullness and this union that is so divine. Um, but it's it's actually really tricky. Mm-hmm. It, it takes really work. Is. It is. I mean, yeah. that's what the world is going through right now as Absolutely. we record. We just had the Libra solar eclipse and Libra is that balancer and the eclipse is shadow and light, you know, the moon's blocking out the sun. And so uh, it's just such a, such a moment where it's like, well, you can't really take, you know, it's the whole, I'm, I'm Israeli from my heritage. So I'll just speak on, you know, my entire life has been, but you did this, but they did this, but you did this, but Mm, they did this and you did. And it's like, Obviously, to me, the future is only going to be able to be like, we all have empathy for both. And, you know, and that's the hardest thing, right? So full moons and nodes are, I think, becoming more of a, um, you know, I mean, it's women's wisdom, right? We've always, the moon is women's wisdom. Our lives are guided by the moon. So women have always been able, I think, to have a better ability to understand both and maybe I'm biased but you know <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and I just so, went off on quite the political and feminist tangent there but, thanks you yeah. know what you what you went off on is a humanistic tangent okay, because good, we're just yeah. really like focusing on the human beings involved in this and, mm-hmm. and there's really we like we let all the sides dissolve and we look at the people mm-hmm. totally and yeah and I know that my I've just been in deep prayer for mm-hmm. people because there's people in ivory towers pushing buttons and pulling levers, and it's the people totally. that are suffering. Mm-hmm. And the, it, the right now, the nodes are in Aries and Libra. Mm-hmm. The South Node is in Libra, yes. so you're having your nodal opposition, right? And we're getting our nodal midpoints activated oh, there. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. the you know war is in the you know like the language of healthy versus unhealthy conflict is yeah. being. 
really highlighted for the world to evolve through right now. Yeah, so. absolutely. I like that you actually, this little tangent, but I like that you said that because it's something that I've, um, in, my, in the last year, I've, I've, I've actually been asking myself, like, where is the healthy amount of conflict that avoids larger conflict where I speak up and I say mm. what needs to be said in order to actually avoid larger conflict? And I don't let things build up so that then I charge the other person interest and I put too much conflict. There's like a real balance there. So I just feel like like this is such a beautiful, timely thing for the whole world because oh, yeah. it's just... Yeah, I mean, we're all aspect. collectively looking at that <laughs> together, you know. So no matter what your nodes are, we're all going to be like the nodes are always in a pair of signs. So yeah. we're all kind of the collective consciousness. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, when when Trump had his heyday, the nodes were in Gemini and Sagittarius, and you know, those are the media signs, and it was like fake news and mm-hmm. media mayhem, and yeah. you know, and so. he's a Gemini. He's a Gemini, yeah. <laughs> With a Sagittarius moon, he was born on a full moon. So oh, wow, yeah, oh, yeah, wow, interesting. And, yeah, Joe Biden was born on a full moon too. A lot wow, of presidents so. were. Oh, so he's yeah, a, he's a Scorpio. Scorpio, yeah. yeah, with a Taurus moon. Wowza. Mm-hmm. Can I say that's one Scorpio I'm not attracted to? <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You haven't been alone with him. Don't let him hear you. Like, oh, just you know. wait till he starts sniffing you. You'll right? <laughs> exactly. Right? I'll be a convert. He sniffs you and then falls asleep. Oh, charming. <laughs> you know? Well, I wanted to bring, bring it back to the moon because, you know, um, talking about I guess being united in, in in speaking from the perspective of humanity and the collective consciousness. And when we look at the hands when we're doing hand analysis, the moon, which is here, and you guys can't see this here, but it's pinky side. And that represents the esoterics of life, meaning I am you, you are me, we are one. And so that's what the moon means in the hand. So mm-hmm. that's really, I think, where we need to be focused on with all of this here. And, you know, the conflict becomes a conflict when there's higher up powers at play that have nothing to do with us, right? Mm-hmm. And so what starts off as friction becomes conflict when there's a power struggle and greed and the people who suffer are the, the people who aren't even aware of the powers that be. Yeah. And so, you know, Completely. children and families. Mm-hmm. So I think really, really the most important thing is that we do come from that angle of the moon and and the I am you and, and you are me. Mm-hmm. And the moon is like associated with cancer, the mother, the yeah. nurturer, the home. That's, Can, yeah. that's what my Venus is. And, and South Node. Right? And yeah. South Node, yeah. So I have the, okay. Oh, yeah. Double we cancer. are natural nurturers. Oh, yeah. I just want to do that all day. I just want to, mm. yeah. Except like we've been moms in so many lifetimes oh, and completely. it's like I don't want kids in this one. You know, Absolutely. a lot of cancer, you know, it's like the Capricorn North Node, our career as with our nodes are like where we get to be the nurturers. But you're kind of, in a way, you're like in a collective way guiding and raising with the work that you do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. The world, the you know, the the population, the people, humanity are our children, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and our brothers and sisters, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, put a label on it, but yeah, we're just all one, right? I agree. Yeah, 100%. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's the only way. I mean, in our, you know, our midpoints with the Cancer, Capricorn, our Aries and Libra. So conflict is really hard for us, you know, where it's like sometimes, you know, it's like, well, I want everyone to get along and let's all, you know, focus on the big picture here. And we, sometimes you have to stop and address where things are out of balance. And I hate that, you know, but it actually always makes things so much better as I learn to develop those skills myself. I don't know if you feel that too. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm known for stopping fights. So oh, yeah. um you know, like I have I met a friend a long time ago. I was probably 18, 19 and I was going to the basketball court and um I saw, you know, he was he was a hearing impaired person and he was getting beat up with a broomstick. And um I saw this and I was absolutely appalled and I ran up to him and you know, I literally got in the middle of like six, seven foot men. Oh, totally. And just I'll do like that. stopped it. And like, I've stopped people from breaking into other people's cars. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, that. just got this like Wonder Woman cape on. I'm like 4'11. I, <laughs> I, I can see I it. Can't, I, I can't. Can see see, I can't see the injustice happening. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, mm-hmm. but you forget that you're, you're tiny, mm-hmm. you know, physically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. When that mother, it's just like the way, you know, the cancer south note kicks in, the mother that can lift the car when her baby oh, is, you know, yes, <laughs> absolutely, superhuman strength. Exactly. Showing that the other layers of our being, like, I mean, we can talk about the adrenal glands or make us kind of give us that superhuman juice, but also just the other layers of our being, when they take over, we have so much more capacity than, than what you can see. Oh, totally. Yeah. And you know, yeah. every body part is associated with a sign. Mm-hmm. I'm not a medical astrologer, but I know that the adrenals are actually Aries. Oh, the suprenals, adrenals, the eyes, and the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Interesting. See, we need to have a whole conversation on that. <laughs> yeah. I was just, before we go on, because I have another question, but I was just thinking like the moon is like pinky swear. The pinky oh, swear. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> totally. Good point. Mm. Well, talk to us about like where you would like where health lives in the chart, like some indications of physical, mental health, things like that. You know, I I look at all different places for that, but the the rising sign, your ascendant, so you have to know your birth time for that. So it's a little, you know, but that represents the body and the physicality. Um, but Saturn, I've also found, is our structure, the way we hold ourselves, our discipline, our routines. So, you know, that and, and Neptune will show where you may have some addictions or boundaries or undoings. The moon can show where you'll emotionally, you know, soothe yourself, which we all have our vices too. Um, Jupiter is where you may be more most robust as well, mm-hmm. you know. So the placement of each of these planets, whatever sign or house it's in, you can see a lot from now. Pluto will show, I when it comes to mental health, um, I look at the outermost planets a lot of times. Uranus, which is the higher mind. Neptune, which is the subconscious. And Pluto, which is the unconscious, the things we project onto other people. Um, And Mercury, too, can show where you'll have anxiety. But those outer planets... um, which are the ones past that, you know, past Mars. Jupiter takes a year to go around the sun. I mean, go through a sign. Saturn takes three years in a sign. So a lot of the people in your age group will share similar traits. Um, You know, Uranus is seven years in a sign. Uh, Neptune, 15. Pluto, 12 to 20. So Mm -hmm. they're more generational. And you'll see people having like similar 
similar issues that they're grappling with based on those. Mm-hmm. Um, our Gen Xers have Uranus and Pluto in Libra. So a lot of our angst is around relationships mm-hmm. and, you know, staying balance. We're workaholics. We'll push ourselves. We just don't have that sense of like where it's enough, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the millennials have a lot of um, Capricorn placements. They have Scorpio and, you know, the, the late 80s millennials have this, have often have Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune and Capricorn. Mm-hmm. So they're very much about like these are the rules of mental health. These are, you know, uh-huh, they're so, uh-huh. obsa- you know, they're like almost like police, mental health police, sorry, millennials, you know. Yeah. We learn a lot yeah. from you, yeah. but, you and know. There's some dogma in there. They get a little dogmatic. I know, yeah. it's like, I'm not doing harm. I'm just trying to fucking have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oops, sorry. Yeah. yeah, that was so. And then <laughs> Gen Z, they have a lot of Aquarius in their outer planets. So social justice. And they're also, you know, like very much about like checking out of society. I'm not doing hustle culture. I'm doing it my way. I'm not, you know, like, everyone, you know, Aquarius is a sign of and. Androgyny. So it's interesting uh, that being non-binary is in a greater, you know, percentage mm-hmm. in that, you know, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just coincidence that That's the world is changing, you know, yeah, so. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, and question? No. By the way, um, I wasn't equating being non-binary with a mental health issue, by the way. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I got sucked in there. I was just pontificating <laughs> on that. I think it's, okay. yeah. Yeah. Um, and. Can we talk about Saturn as as like the kind of like the very the kind of the cosmic refining obstacle? That's how I relate I to it anyway. Yeah. Cosmic, yeah. Saturn gets such a bad rap, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah, I wasn't the nicest guy in mythology or anything, but um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting. And there are two schools of astrology. There's uh, Hellenistic, you know, traditional astrology or modern astrology. And Hellenistic traditional astrology doesn't even consider a planet past Saturn, which I think is so patriarchal because Saturn is like the father, the patriarch. Mm. But um. It's a boundary planet. It shows where where we actually say enough here. And and it's a planet of discipline. So wherever Saturn is in your chart, people get so freaked out. Oh, I'm in my Saturn return. You've probably heard that term, everyone listening, because it's bandied about on memes. But what it actually means, um, Saturn takes 29 and a half years to do one full orbit around the sun, move through all 12 zodiac signs and return to the exact place it was when you were born. So it's a return. It's like, and it's kind of like a cosmic quinceanera or bar mitzvah. <laughs> it's like a rite of like, I have matured. Yeah. I have, have experienced all 12 signs and now I'm an adult. So, and it really does. I really feel like when you get to your the end of your 20s, you do have that sense of like, okay, you know? Yeah. And I always think, I tell people, sleep with all the wrong people, take all the terrible jobs, do everything wrong, quote unquote, in your early 20s, and your Saturn return will be kind of easy. You'll be like, okay, I got this. But if you don't and you try to play it safe, you're going to get a lesson, a maturing lesson. I also don't think people should get married before their Saturn return, by and large, without really thinking it through. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or prepare or save up for couples therapy yeah. because you're going to, yeah. 
<laughs> I was lucky in that I I learned about astrology about five years before my Saturn return, oh, and I was yeah. told by an astrologer, like literally, you need to study for this test. Like you need to understand like where like what are the realms that this might be coming in. And I won't go into it here, but I had an ordeal that actually was so difficult, and yet I I was completely equipped to go through it, and I recognize it as such, and it 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 forged me so much of my character of who I am now. And it was just such an incredible experience and it was completely horrific. And I know that I've got another one coming up, I think around 52 or so. Um, not till like 58 actually. Oh, okay, all right. So, yeah, you've well, got no. a little time. Well, even if I have some time, I'm still sweating a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the second Saturn return <laughs> tends to be a lot easier. Oh, really? You know, okay. The first one is the worst one, you know. Okay. But, you know, right. I... I really recommend that people understand their Saturn. And on our website, astrostyle.com, we have a, a section that says calculators in the nav oh. bar. And you can go there, put in your birthday, and it'll pull up your Saturn. We have a Saturn calculator. Oh, so I need to do that. And it'll tell you the house it's okay. into if you know the the time. And um, oh God, I wish I had known about the Saturn return. I was learning astrology, but I was more learning about the chart, uh, my, you know, your your personal planets. It was yeah. it was the nineties. We didn't have the internet. And I wish <laughs> someone had told me about the Saturn return. I learned about mine right before it started. Whee! I was like, ooh, Going is for that? The ride. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Saturn well, and Gemini. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 And it was like the twin, I was in New York and the twin towers fell and that kicked off this whole psychic like I feel like I like it was like a weird um transmission that came from being there that wow. time like I became way more psychic mm-hmm. so it's so strange awesome. that and then Saturn you know Gemini rules writing and I got my first astrology writing column during my Saturn return so mm-hmm. but I had to write his and her daily horoscope seven days a week for teen people magazine it was like they're like here you go oh and so it was like all I did was write and write, and I went into that disciplined Saturn cave. I was like, the summer, my friends were at the beach. I'd bring my laptop and write, and it was just like, it, for, it was very Saturnian. I had to like <gasps> do the mm-hmm. wax on, wax off. So <laughs> wherever your Saturn is, you're going to, if you build the muscle of your Saturn, though, now I feel like I can just write so much because um, of that. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a, quite a discipline, uh, you know, it represents Discipline, right? Mm-hmm. And structure, and at least in hand analysis. And I find it quite funny that the Saturn is the middle finger. Oh, and by the way, you have Saturn and Gemini too, because we're born the same year, oh. and Gemini rules the hands. Oh, hey. So how interesting that you were, that hand analysis has come your way. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. We're going to have to do an episode on like comparing contrasts, like, you know, how, you know, similar they are, you know, yeah. hand analysis with astrology. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Oh, there really is a whole. There's a real connection there. The, the yeah, the planets and the yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So how about play? Mm, play. Um, I think your sun is good for that. Your sun sign, mm-hmm. but also Jupiter for sure mm-hmm. will show how you like to play and travel. Mercury can be mm-hmm. like the friendship. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, I'm thinking about my Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. Do I know how to play? I don't know. Everyone tells me I need to learn more. <laughs> I'm just, work is play. No. <laughs> how about the fifth house? 
Yeah, the fifth house for sure is mm-hmm. playful. You're such a good astrologer, actually. Oh. Yeah, you really <laughs> she, are. I, I love it. Yeah, knows, she is. She knows a lot. Are we talking houses for sure? Yeah, the fifth house oh, is yeah. the play zone. So mm-hmm. if you have planets in the fifth house, that will. And it's also the um, the love zone. So that mm-hmm. will show you you know color your approach to. Um, romance and playfulness the house is so when you if you've ever seen a birth chart it's kind of a snapshot of the sky at your exact moment of birth so picture a pizza divided into 12 slices so um you know each of those is the 12 signs but then there's a second division of 12 which is based on where you were latitude longitude wise and those are the houses so They have the second meaning. I think I call it the three-part puzzle. It's like the planets are the actors in the movie of your life. The zodiac sign they're in is the character they're playing. And the house they're in is like the stage that they're acting it out on. So, for example, I have, you know, my Saturn, you know, which is this, you know, very serious characters. And Gemini that likes to play in the fifth house, which is about passion. So I was like, I take everything so damn seriously sometimes, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But that's how you, that's how you sort of start to pick apart the different parts of your chart. So the houses, houses that have no planets in them are like empty rooms that you can decorate any way you want. But houses that have a planet in them, it's like, oh, I got to work around this beam or this weird wall or look at this cool crown molding, you know? So (laughs) nice. That's a good analogy. I always have a hard time understanding houses. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they're just kind of like another place where the planet is in the sky and they're they're based on your um your time of birth that's what sets them okay. so mm-hmm. yeah so if you know somebody's rising sign then your brain can probably just kind of like figure out where that's yeah, some other things are although people born like in Alaska or New Zealand have like a few really tiny skinny houses and then mm-hmm. some really big ones that have like multiple signs in them mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah oh, it really yeah. depends on if you're born in Brazil or near the equator everything's pretty equal mm-hmm. oh that makes sense mhm and then let's talk about the sixth house because I know that that's kind of where like a lot of career and health and things kind of show up, yeah? Absolutely. The sixth house is your day-to-day work and also the way you work. It's an administrative house. Um, your career might be found more in the 10th house, mm-hmm. your true north at mm-hmm. the very top of your chart. And that is, um, but the way you do your work is sixth house and mm-hmm. where you like to work, you know, Um and, and and the work you do, you know, the work, the way it plays out for you. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of sixth house planets, yeah. Well, I just have Mars in there. Oh, Mars, yeah. right, right. Okay. Mars and Cancer in there. So nice know, <laughs> doing the healing work. Perfect. Of course you are. Yes, of course. And and also speaking about it and share it very Mars trail in a trailblazing kind of way too. Mm-hmm. Sounds about mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, it feels about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, working with women mostly too a lot. Yeah, lots well, of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. That cancer um, will do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, stuff that's coming up. I know the twenty eighth of October. We've got like a that's a that's the lunar, lunar. yeah the lunar eclipse. Yeah. We're in eclipse season right now. Mm-hmm. Um, eclipses always come in pairs. There's one. It'll start with the new moon and then the next full moon. Or it'll start with a full moon and then the next new moon will be one. So um, 
the Taurus eclipse. So this month is interesting, October 2023, because the eclipses, we have the very first Libra eclipse that we've had since 2016, and there'll be two more next year. And then we have the very last Taurus eclipse at the end of the month on October 28th of three years of Taurus eclipses that have really been messing with financial, Mm. like the economy, money, uh, the supply chain, the way we use our natural resources. Mm. I mean, all these, yeah, it's going to be, it's interesting that, and both both, um, Libra and Taurus are ruled by the planet Venus, Mm. which is peace Mm. and harmony and love. So we're seeing a lot of upsets there. Um, Yeah, I'm just... Yeah, that Taurus, Taurus, I'm I'm not sad to see this Taurus lunar eclipse series go (laughs) because it's like, it's like an earthquake in a way, Mm. you know, it's like the Taurus is that rooted first earth sign and then an eclipse is, it's been really hard for people to feel balanced, I think, Mm -hmm. and grounded over the last couple of years. Anxiety has really increased. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So like calling in tools to deal with those things is kind of what the prescription might be for Yeah, definitely. Well, I think Mm -hmm. it's been, maybe it's been good for natural health and healing though, Mm -hmm. Taurus too, and the button body care. Uh, But next year we have... We have an Aries total solar eclipse that's going to be visible over the entire United States on on April eighth, and it's that's my birthday. Oh, oh my wow. god, another eclipse birthday! Wow. And it actually, this is this is for all the uh, you know mindful med- medicina folks out there. It's going to be conjunct. Chiron, the wounded oh, healer, comet. Nice. So cool. I was going to ask you about asteroids. Asteroids. I know planetoids, comets. I don't know. Poor Chiron has an identity crisis. So Chiron <laughs> is this. Um, it's this comet that uh, makes this sort of a floral shaped path between mm. Saturn, the planet of structure, and Uranus, the planet of liberation. Mm-hmm. And its symbol is a key because it kind of holds a key to using our our core wounds and turning them into our healing gifts. So, mm-hmm. you know, and Miss Sagittarius, Chiron was a centaur. I know. He exactly. had an interesting story, right? He, he was, did. Yeah, Poor yeah. Con- yeah, he got shot in the leg by um, you know, his but actually he wasn't a centaur. He, he was wasn't. he was kind of wanted to hang out and fit in with them. But oh. they, yeah, he got wounded in a bar fight what? by those carousing <laughs> centaurs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He got an arrow in his leg. He was he was kind of a, you know, a wannabe, but he was like, the, oh, yeah. He wasn't a centaur. That's interesting. No, I know. Okay. He, people think, yeah, he was, yeah. he was adopted among them. He was but adopted. he was, so then he kind of crawled up to a cave and to die, but instead became this sage oracle that people would come to. And he was wounded. And so he kind of was so intimate with the process of healing because yeah. he was so deeply wounded and was able to kind of map his way back. Yeah. And he became that. Teacher. Yeah, he became the teacher. Yeah, so yeah. that's what happened. So at 49, you have your Chiron return, which mm-hmm. can be a really challenging year for people because, you know, you are go deep into that that cave, that Chiron cave, but you definitely emerge, like, mm-hmm. feeling really clear about your purpose, right? Oh, yeah. A podcast emerged for you, exactly. right? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. exactly what happened, yeah. That's right. Yeah, wow. yeah. Chiron's um, but I love yeah. Chiron is in Aries, uh, from 2018 to 2026 or mm-hmm. 25. I'm sorry, I'm not remembering exactly. But a couple more years of Chiron mm-hmm. in Aries. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and or maybe it's 2027 because it's eight years. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're in it. We're in and we're really doing a lot of healing around Aries topics of anger, hate, war, separate, you know, Mm -hmm. so that eclipse next year. Just the identity. Identity oh, in general, too. right? Like, yeah, like in any politics and all of that. Right, yeah. me, 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 I am yeah. this, I'm that, mm-hmm. you know? And even yeah. like, even, you know, in its shadow, like just the victim being identified as, a, you know, like, oh, like, so oh my true. God, you know, like, what are you really? Grow a pair. Yeah. Chiron's and Aries. Come on, <laughs> this is the warrior Life side. is hard, get a helmet. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> or don't wear a helmet. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just take it. Just go. Yeah. Just go. Raw dog. Hit it with your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We can go down into the depraved depths of Aries with that one. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. But that should be interesting. And then we have the first Pisces eclipse on September 17th next year. Next year, okay. Yeah. I'm calling next year the year of transcendent leadership. Mm -hmm. Every year we write a book and give a whole almanac for all 12 signs. And I look at where all the planets are. And there's so much like calling for a different kind of leadership next year that I think is going to, you know, kind of come up from... You know, it's the everyday people are there. We're going to see some leaders come up from out of, you know, out of the blue, not the, you know, celebrities or the, you know, Nepo babies, you know, but. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. Yeah. That makes, like, when you said that, it makes my heart started to kind of light up a bit. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. You're feeling it. Cool. So, so tell us about you writing these books every year. Every yeah. single, yeah, I don't know. It must be crazy. <laughs> I must have Jupiter and Capricorn, yes, and Mars and Scorpio, yeah. So every year, this is the, um, my God, this is our 11th year doing it. Uh, and they, they just get bigger and bigger. I try to contain, but there's more and more to say. We, it's um, the Astro Twins 2024 horoscope. And, uh, you know, we talk about where, you know, there's top five themes for every sign, but everyone's, we kind of picked five transits for next year that are the big deal. Um, Jupiter and Uranus, the two most liberated planets, are meeting for the first time in 14 years. And uh, that's going to happen on April 20th. So mm-hmm. everyone's genius is going to come out in a different way. Mm-hmm. And then Saturn, the planet of boundaries, and Neptune, the dissolver of boundaries, are together in Pisces all year. So that's going to give everyone some spiritual wisdom. Pluto, so I'm saying the age of Aquarius is beginning next year officially. No more arguing because (laughs) Pluto, the planet of transformation, is moving into Aquarius for 20 solid years. Yeah, we had a little taste of it this year from March 23rd to June 11th, but uh, last time was between 1778 and 1798 when we, the, yeah, the Constitution, the end of the American Revolution, the Haitian Revolution, the French Revolution, so. This is loaded. Yeah, yeah, so a lot of, that's why, you know, that Mm -hmm. transcendent leadership and then the nodes and Aries and Libra and Jupiter will be in Gemini, which will be a nice kind of fun thing, except mm-hmm. it's a detriment there. So communication, new ways to communicate and express ourselves. So every sign gets their own version of what that means. And yeah, uh, yeah it's a, it, we are doing a big book with all 12 signs. And then 
individual spiral companion planners that are for each sign with moon calendars. And oh. yeah, that's a new new feature this nice. year. That so. is really cool. Thank yeah, you. we're gonna our show notes are gonna be really buff oh, with cool. resources <laughs> that you've yeah. kind of like already dropped in our talk today. Awesome, and then awesome. that you know, well, like, I mean I'm yeah. A, yeah, and we're we're going to be having a membership group, the Astro Twins Inner Circle Network, to meet on new and full moons next year oh. and do a little uh star chart session. So it'll be three times a month membership and we're gonna teach people how to use their chart one piece, one bite at a time. So oh, that is fabulous. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Wow. So it's very exciting. I don't know. It feels like the time. My Chiron return is over, and I'm <laughs> this is my wounded healer, you know, key right now. So yeah, and let's dive a little deeper into astro twins. Like yeah, yeah sure. Tell us about it. Well, that would be me and my identical twin sister, Ophie. So <laughs> we um, have been writing. I don't, yeah, probably the reason why I can write a book every year is because I have a clone to help me with it, you know? <laughs> not, the, not the other clones that we usually talk about. On oh, the do you talk about clones? Oh, my God. Okay, I got to listen <laughs> to that. Maybe someday. Ooh, we'll get okay. there. Dolly, the sheep from back. Yeah. <laughs> well, the age of Aquarius, we may be cloning ourselves sooner than you think. Yeah. But, yeah, my twin sister, Ophie, and I... Um, um, have been doing this since we both got. I mean, it's her uh, college boyfriend create. You know, gave her a chart for her twenty first birthday. But I say for our twenty first birthday because yeah. I snatched that thing and read the thirty page booklet. I was like, <laughs> so much Scorpio. No wonder I don't feel like a Sag. And so, yeah, he kicked it off, and we've been we've been working on it together ever since. Oh, that's yep. just Sweet. divine intervention, right? Uh, totally. Like she wasn't dating him. <laughs> I know. What would you be doing? Well, I know. That's... Oh, my God. Probably trying to be a graphic designer and getting annoyed, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, she um, gave him a book on Yoruba uh, traditions, and now he's a Yoruba priest. Oh so they, God. like, gave each other their... See, this is why they were oh meant God. to be. Yeah. They initiated each other. Yeah. Uh, totally. They're not... I mean, he's he's a Virgo with a score two Scorpio moons. So, you know, the relationship didn't last romantically, but she just talked to him the other day, Calvin. Yeah, so, hey, Calvin. (laughs) You would love this podcast. Wow. Yeah, so you never know how things will go, right? Yeah, like experiences we have and like they catch. I always wonder, like, like in that situation, I'm like, okay, well, if it wasn't that, what would be the story of you getting into astrology? You know what I mean? I feel like right. it somehow it's going to happen. It would have found me. Some, yeah. I'm thinking too, like I listened to an interview with you and your sister and um, I remember like the story of a paper route. Yes. And I was just thinking about the earth thing. Like it was just like your first little job, right? It totally. Like the paper route. And it that kind of had some exposure. It was, yeah. We had a, um, that's how we kind of got into it. Yeah, the, the signs were there really actually. If I th- We went to space camp too as, as Girl Scouts. <laughs> nice. were, were, yeah, they sent the Girl Scouts down um, to Huntsville, Alabama. And I was like, I'm going. And then, but we had a paper route with the Detroit News. And we would have to fill the little coupons inside. And I would always read Dear Abby and my horoscope. So <laughs> kind of have, like came together in this weird way. That there were the signs. Yeah. And I was into like books by Lois Duncan. I don't know if you've ever read those. Mm-hmm. Like the girl with and, and this one, the girl with the silver eyes who had telepathic abilities. I would yeah. try to move things with my eyes. I never was, I could never do it. Telekinesis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Along with Little House on the Prairie, we yeah. also read about girls with ESP. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. things you do in the 80s, right? I, I know. Sure. It was, it really yeah. was. Yeah. Well, this is fun. You want to tell us about anything coming up that we should know just with your project, with AstroTrends Project or... Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, definitely the, the, well, the 2024 books Mm -hmm. and then the membership. And we actually have a book coming out next year for people who are really like want their astrology, like their chart whittled down. Um, we It's going to be called The Astrology Advantage. It's coming out um, in September. And we have created three archetypes. We we, you put your chart in, we take 13 points in your chart, and then you get, it's called the I am diagram. So it's like you're either an I, an innovator, which is mostly cardinal signs. I talked about that earlier. An A, an authority, mostly fixed signs. And then an M, a mutable, most, um, most a maven, we're saying, mostly mm. mutable signs. So, um, Everyone has their specific, you know, I'm 644. So it's kind of like the Enneagram of astrology. But for people who can't remember all the sun, moon, stars, it's like... What, yeah, for you, <laughs> Dr. G. No, I'm like, totally. can you just give me the cliff notes, right? Well, that's yeah. great because it kind of shows like how you can show up in life and how you can learn and like what to pay attention to. Exactly. It's kind of like mode. for each for each mm-hmm. archetype, it's like communication, even how to set up your ideal office, how to manage your time. Like this very specific, oh, each wow. one lives in a different time zone. Like innovators who are mostly cardinal live in the future. People have mostly... Authority fixed signs are in the the past. They want tradition and history. And the mavens, who are mostly mutable, are in the present. They want to interact what's happening today, here, there. So it's like, and we all have a bit of, you know, most people have all three in different measure. And so it's only three things, but my God, and we have tested it out. It works so well. I'm so, so excited because, you know, a lot of this stuff people think is like, woo-woo and blah, 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 blah. This is so, this lands it. It's so yeah. practical. Thank you so much for doing that work because yeah. I just feel like this is astrology to me has been the most practical it is, awakening right? thing. And you know, like yeah, I, I hear people all the time. Oh, I don't get my. I'm just like, if you only knew how useful this is. It is so. It's like the day. secret weapon for success. Uh-huh. If people just. But yeah, that's why. Like, I feel like if I have any kind of purpose as an astrologer, it's to make it you know digestible for people. You know, God bless you. Oh, the astrology community. Digestion. Oh, right. No wonder we connect so well. Let's digest this, you know? Cosmic colonics coming up soon. Right. Cosmic everything. Um, well, God bless you for your work. Thank, Thank you so thanks, much. Thanks for yours, my God. Oh, the, yes. the OG astrologer. Oh, yeah, that's what we've been called. Yes. I'm an OG now. Yeah, I'm telling you, that is a credential. I know. I have a little brag. Susan Miller actually called me the other day, and I talked to her for two hours. I know. Like I worship her. I mean, I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, cool. When we first. when that teen people job came, I went to see Susan Miller speak in New York and she's so genuine and nice. She was like, I said, I got my first column. And she's like, literally gave me her home number and was like, oh, you're going to need some help. Call me. And I was like, I was like, oh my God. So she's- You're a peer. Yeah. I mean, she's always been super supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I I put her, she's like the 
the grand dame of it all. And people give her such a hard time because she genuinely does have health issues sometimes that keep her from writing. So, yeah. but anyways, oh. I digress. I digest. I, di- I digest. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh man, it was such an honor to have you. This has been like the most fun. This is so and, fun. Yeah, so oh great. Truly. And we were gonna we are gonna have you on again, and that is a okay. pinky swear to okay. our listeners and to you. Moon, yeah, yeah. moon, moon pinky pinky finger. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: the pinky is Mercury, which is communication. So we will be communicating oh, with you again. We'll okay, we're all, all Mercury bending our pinkies right now. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you, my dear. It was such such a pleasure. Such a joy. Thank you. Oh, Thanks love for having you, me girl. on. <laughs> Bye. We hope this conversation has empowered you. Remember, you are unique and you are a miracle. Your body doesn't make mistakes. It responds perfectly to an imperfect environment. Until next time, go get that life. <laughs>